You're listening to the AdCast with your host, Eric Elliott. Oh my gosh. Roger, what's going on, man? Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> man, it's a pleasure uh, to be here. Uh, Roger, I'm excited to talk to you today. Um, what you have and the product you have in Frontify, I'm excited about it because this whole conversation about brand has come more alive in the last 10 years. And your solution is one of those things that can actually help people be able to manage their brands better. And then you have proof to be able to show it, right? So, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully we've made a part that brand became more important. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, brand's super important, man, especially with uh, the amount of ads and people fighting for attention right now. I think that's one of the most dominant things. Like I told you, we've had some partners of ours where all they know is ads. They don't know anything about brand. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going to dig in to Frontify today. And I want to tell the audience just a little bit about you. And then I want you to come back in and for those people that don't know who you are, I want you to tell them exactly who you are, where you are, and then we're going to dive into Frontify. So uh, everybody, I want to welcome you to the AdCast. You know, you know, this is uh, one of the unscripted shows, you know, uh, just hearing about, you know, Roger and everything that his company has going on. I was really excited to be able to do this episode because we're talking about one of my favorite things, brand brand we're going to talk about how his company uh frontify actually is uh kind of a front they're ahead of the pack and they are just a game changer when it comes to being able to manage your brands and your assets and being able to show proof of that so my guest today is roger dudler roger proudly led his organization to the forefront of brand management with a robust and holistic uh, cloud-based experience uh with frontify since frontify's beginnings in 2013 He's been the driving force behind Frontify's mission and vision, empowering over 2,500 plus brands. That's pretty cool. And you're actually going to make a big impression into the U.S. And before we get started, I want to tell you congratulations. So when Pete puts this video together, hopefully he can give you a round of applause because you guys actually just received some VC funding. And we'll dive into that, too, as well, man, Roger. So now that I've... Thank you. Talk so much. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, and thanks for all the flowers. Uh, I think it's uh, no, it's always good to be to recap also what we have achieved. I think I'm really happy uh, where we are today. And uh, as you said, I mean, Brian, this honestly, it's like a deep to my heart topic. And to double down on what you said, it's interesting that still, like, even a lot of people that you would imagine that they are super familiar with the term of brand and what it stands for. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think there's still a lot of work to do uh, to create awareness for the topic. I, I I truly think so. Like, you know, we talked about that right before the call, um, right before we started recording to talk about like where people are in their brands and even some big brands, you know, and how, you know, what you have in front of I, you and your team have in front of I and how it can help them, you know? Um, so a few things, you know, a couple bullet points I want to kind of dive into, like front of I is, it's not only creative, but it kind of straddles tech a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So you almost get like the best of both worlds there in front of Fry. And, you know, you've, since you found this, you know, I, I, I would, man, I would give anything to be a fly on the wall to see like how it was for you back in 2013 when you were starting this out. How did you come up with the idea to say, oh, front of Fry, how did you do that? <laughs> how did that come about, man? Yeah, it would be nice if you'd like a, such a, you know, like, 
just this uh, thing um, you know made in the garage and so on. no i mean i'm um, i'm a tech guy you know originally um, i would still consider myself quite a tech guy and nerdy person mm-hmm. i still love to dive into code but uh, i'm not allowed to anymore <laughs> Oh. <laughs> else they have to fix everything right. um, afterwards. No, but back in the days, I was working as a, like as probably many developers has done their career in, in web development and I like to build software products. Mm-hmm. And eventually when doing this, um, I was also like pretty passionate about design. So I was doing lots of UX design, not really mm. as a professional, I would say, but I, I, I was doing it a lot for myself. Right. And... It gave me kind of like this unfair advantage of understanding both kind of mindsets, you know, like the creative mindset and the tech mindset right? and these different languages that the people talk to each other. And while understanding all of those like different roles and, and mindsets, also the business world a little bit more, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of potential, you know, to bring mm. those people together. When I was working in on a project, I got those PDFs with... Um, you know, like designs on it and measurements yep. on it and colors mm-hmm. on it and stuff like that. So someone put like a decent amount of work into creating them. And as a coder, you're like, yeah, but damn, I can't really do anything with it, you know, like, right. so I need it in a more structured way. And equally, the business people need it in a different way as well. So how can we bring that all together so that we have a platform where, you can work as a designer, you can put your mm. stuff on, you can share your thinking, the specifications and everything. As a coder, you can get them out of the platform in a very technical way, in a structured way. Mm-hmm. But also as a business person, you can make sense of everything uh, from a business perspective. So that was why I came up with like a little tool where you were able to comment stuff and document things. So back in 2012 or so, um, and back in the days, there was nothing really Envision was kind of starting off those days. I don't know if you know those folks, but probably you heard of them. Um, So there was a lot of room, I think, to make things better. So that was really triggering me to, to, to make a business out of it. That's the part where you had the unfair advantage where you knew how you had the coding experience and you knew how the look was supposed to be because sometimes um, that's one of the things that people don't understand how important like UI UX is like you just talked about that I want to jump into Frontify because I've looked at the platform and all the videos as much as I could and it seems like it's it's designed for business people with a designer's eye. You know, this is this is my wish. You know, honestly, like I'm the same person. I love design. You know, from truly, you know, and um, yeah, I'm I'm always the one who is probably not yet fully happy with where we are. I think we still right. have room to improve uh, in in every single area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're doing doing great. I mean, we do like great progress. We make the product more user friendly uh, every day. You know, we have. We're investing a lot in our product design teams and UX teams and product managers to make sure we truly build a great product. You know, we, we're not just yeah. like <clears throat> milking the cow, so to say, you know, right, we're not right. like saying, okay, now we have a product that people buy. So let's just continue doing that. No, honestly, like I, I because I, I'm still like, it's deep to my heart, what we do in product, we really want to improve it every day. 
I we saw never, there, never, never fully happy with it. Hopefully, it's funny you said that. There was actually like a on YouTube. There's a recorded Zoom call with you guys, and it was probably like some of your team members. Uh, it was like a remote call where you guys. Uh, I, I think she had said she was like, "We got in feedback over over 700 plus pieces of feedback, and then you guys use that feedback to be able to make the experience on Frontify uh, better for people. So you truly listen to what people are saying. So it's almost like I'll never stop, you know, it'll never be complete. It's always going to be evolving. Is that right? Uh, this is the fun part, right? So one, once we think uh, we're done, uh, we can all go home and do something else. <laughs> I think this is not, it's not what we're supposed to do. Job we, should over. Enjoy, we should enjoy the journey, you know, like as long as there are more problems to solve, it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, it's, I, I think it's kind of, this is probably the most challenging piece when building a product. Wow. That once you get successful um, to some degree and you get customers and, and you grow, um, you will get a lot of feedback, right? So you will get a lot of ideas, a lot of requests, a lot of very important things to fix and, mm -hmm. and build and so on. And I think choosing from those, like nowadays, probably it's more towards a thousand per month. Mm. Um, and, and maybe you can build like, I don't know, 30 or, or maybe 40 things really um so it's it's very difficult to decide what you do and what not and sometimes it's difficult to understand that we can't do everything yeah um we would like to but i think this is you have to stay true to what it is yeah it's it's a, it's 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 a very difficult challenge to then choose the right stuff where you find the balance between making sure you're doing the right stuff for your existing customers mm -hmm. you follow the trends also but you also follow your vision where you want to go next and you're not afraid to invest you know into future stuff mm -hmm. while keeping up you know uh, what you should do for your existing customers which is a very very important piece obviously but i think yeah. this has always been tricky and it's always tricky you bring up a great point, and you know what that reminds me of. It's uh, you brought up uh, another company, a CRM, which is totally different from yours, HubSpot. Mm -hmm. it, it sounds like the conversations that I've had with HubSpot, where it's like you know we're going to always improve that experience for people. And you mentioned earlier about success, and and I congratulated you guys in the beginning of the call for uh, receiving that funding. And the cool thing about it is it is from an all female VC, which I thought was really cool. And, and to tell, you know, the, the viewers and the listeners about it, you don't receive that kind of funding when people don't believe in your product <laughs> and you, you don't, you know, this is serious business here, you know? So uh, let's, let's dive into, okay, how should it be used? How should Frontify be used? And then who's it for? Let's, let's go into that. Mm -hmm. So I think what everyone maybe is used to is like having, let's say, a digital asset management system where you have all your images and stuff mm -hmm. or like um, a CMS system where you kind of find like a website where you find, you know, certain guidelines and stuff. Right. So you can say that we kind of do the same thing, but just on steroids kind of and yeah. bring it all together. But I think what's way more important is why we're doing it because we, I think we, we see things a bit differently than, than others. So mm -hmm. what we try to really, um, talk with customers about is, you know, it's 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 great that you built this amazing brand. You know, we work with lots of famous and yeah. big brands. Mm -hmm. So I, 
you know, they, they've done like a tremendous job in building up an amazing brand, right? But this is only one part of the story. So if you really want to get successful with a brand on the long run, what you truly need is the people's buy-in on the brand. So our belief is that the true magic happens with the people behind the brand. So if you mm -hmm. truly understand you're not doing it for the sake of mm -hmm. having a certain number of assets in the database or, you know, have a certain guidelines here and there, what you really need to keep in mind is what do our people need to, you know, to, to work and be on brand and to actually enjoy it. So we see ourselves like being successful when we can really create a mindset where they want to really bring the brand to every single person in the company mm. and everyone that works with them. It's not something that stays in like a, you know, in a dark like place. A, like, a, like, like a Dropbox like folder or something. Yeah, like 20 people have access to it. And, you know, like it's very hard to get someone else into it and so on. No, give it to the people, empower them and enable them in the smartest and nicest and most seamless possible way be where they work you know like we shouldn't be like brand shouldn't be something that you have to you know like this you should be proud of it you should be proud because you know what the whole thing stands for yeah. why you're actually standing up in the morning mm -hmm. um to do work for that brand and i think this is such a a much much bigger goal to to achieve and yes you need certain tools you need a digital asset management system you need a brand portal you need templates you need all these things they are essential and i think we're doing that in a very very user-friendly and powerful way but the mindset and the cultural shift that you're triggering with bringing in frontify is a is a different story i think you know with that's interesting because now you know, pretty much since COVID, but some companies have always been virtual, but so this can kind of help you if you have using the United States as, as an example, if I have someone in New York, or if I have someone in Los Angeles, they may be remote, but being able to just having a digital asset management system like Frontify, I can ensure that not only the logos, the guidelines, you know, the best uses, best practices, documents so that does this help remote people be able to do things better yeah i think you you asked before i mean how the ideal setup is for the customers um i think this is exactly where we excel you know when when you are like people people are remote when you have lots of locations when mm -hmm. ideally you have even multiple brands you have like different markets even and then things get complex. And what you want to do is you want to make sure that without the help, actually, of a brand team or a marketing team, people are enabled to create stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to be afraid that they, you know, go off brand or something. So things mm -hmm. like templates are really helpful in that sense. If you say like, oh, I, I have an on-brand um, social post and I have a template, I can just change the text, change the image, but I cannot destroy it. You know, I cannot really go off brand but i can right. do it on my own right so empowering the people to do these things and and still stay connected and have a flow of assets and guidance that is central um is very important so yes i think for lots of our customers it's important that they have brand.something.com mm -hmm. and everyone knows i just go there and i have everything i need mm. around brand you know i can learn about the brand i can 
get onboarded on the brand, you know, can learn about the values and the vision, the beliefs. Um, I can get ideas for campaigns. I can, I, I do know how a certain touch point should look like, how a booth right. should look like, how um, printed material looks like, stationary and stuff like that, if you still need it. Um, but you can learn about all these things and you, sure. you get it in a very simple and, and user-friendly way. Um, so I think this is really what we, what we aim for, that it's not a pain mm-hmm. for the people to stay on brand. So they have to go to, you know, because it's such a pain to use the dam, they go to Google and they Google for the logo and they get the first yeah, one. Yeah, this is what happens, right? And then yeah. and then people are so proud of, hey, I have this storage of, of things and it's so beautiful. It's all nicely done, but no one uses it. Then you can stop. Yeah. Really, you know. We'll be right back with more of the AdCast after a word from our sponsor. So working with the craft crew, from the get-go was very easy dealing with eric right on the front end i think it was thanksgiving day and he was emailing with me not that i expected him to return my emails that's just the kind of service from the get-go that drew me to this company and ultimately led me to selecting this company and then dealing with terry and some of the other guys who were very professional they walked me through the process of what this video production uh, procedure would be like it was very helpful and very comforting knowing that I would be taken care of and guided through this process and then when the film crew got here they were on time they were sharp they knew what they were doing everything was set up efficiently and I'm impressed Now, you know, you and I, we said this word brand probably 20, 30 times since we've been talking. So <laughs> let, let's talk about like for those, hopefully there's there's going to be some people, some large advertisers or even some medium advertisers out there. What is brand? Yeah, there's probably a multitude of definitions of it. But for me, it's, oh. um, uh, for me, it's really all about what the people out there you know how they how they perceive you and how they talk about you mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of manifests itself in all the different touch points yep. and having a consistent experience and that is not confusing um for the customers uh is is key right so it's probably it's it's kind of a collective thought around um you know your values your beliefs what you stand for and mm-hmm. so on and you you try to transport that out to the world in a very consistent way so it sticks so use marketing techniques to make sure all these core elements stick with the customer so you make their buying decision easier um so every day every time they see your brand whether you're now um i think there's this famous example on 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 nike when if Nike would create a hotel, 
I was just about um, to say that. Yeah, it's a good one. I think was, if Nike yeah. is about to create a hotel, you probably all we understand what it could right. feel like yeah. and feel in a sense of we know maybe how the material would be. We maybe know how the people would welcome us. We may know how, uh, you know, what kind of tr what kind of emotions is, it triggers in us. Mm -hmm. and, this, and, and, and equally, if you take a hotel brand that is famous, I don't know, maybe Hilton or so, or yep, Marriott, Hilton. I don't know. So if they do shoes, it's probably a harder, a harder guess, right? What, what, what they would feel like. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's difficult to describe. Um, so, it seems like it's so many things, though. You know, yeah. and, and so, sometimes the brand is, it's not what you see. It's how you feel. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's that feeling like, uh, I I love Apple. I made sure our entire company <laughs> had everything Apple, and they're one of the uh, great ones too. when it comes to to branding. But when you get an Apple product, there's a certain feeling that you get, and the packaging and everything else. There's, and then when you have that feeling, now here comes that experience, right? There's an experience, and there's a feeling. But if me, who's not a, a Windows person, um, nothing against Windows at all, uh, but if if I got that, you know, I, I don't have an experience with that. I'm not, you know, I don't have any beliefs in that brand, like the way I do Apple, you know? I mean, they are masters in what they're doing. Um, it's probably the reason why they're one of the best brands in the world. And, mm -hmm. but I think there is another interesting take on, on Apple, um, especially when they started to really allow like retailers to sell their products. Yep. At least it's something that I noticed when, um, Obviously, you know, the whole Apple experience goes from goes end to end, right? Yeah. And so when you go into an Apple store, obviously that's kind of the perfect representation of how the experience should be to, yep. to buy the Apple product. But then also they sell in, in different places, right? In, in, in Switzerland, for example, they sell at the, the large retailer. And in there, they kind of have to... They have to build up their own like furniture and you know their own kind of closed area to really yeah it's it's not like the standard stuff you know like it's that's apple so that's why you're required to present the products in a proper setting wow so we can kind of continue that experience even though it's part of maybe a crappy electronic retailer mm -hmm. but there this beautiful little spot there that's kind of like that's apple because, mm. you know, once I, once I gave um, a talk in, in London and I read this book um, um, about more like the psychology and, and like the, the brain and how it processes and why this is all the case, mm -hmm. it's very interesting because once, once you break this consistency, you make it way harder for the brain to really make that instant decision on like that instant wow. buying decision. So when, if I, if I see an Apple product just as part of um, a normal, you know, uh, next to all the other products, mm -hmm. um, it may be like, w w wait a second. Um, that's kind of not like, I have something else like in mind for Apple. This doesn't feel right here. Yeah. So what we do and what our brain does is like, we go from this like very, like intuitive decision which happens in like super short amount of time to mm -hmm. a place where we start to compare where wow. we start to think well I'm not sure anymore if that's just like right mm -hmm. because it's always right but i then start to look at details i start to compare the power you know the performance of the pieces i 
I start to compare prices. I start to compare the packaging and other stuff. So then I'm not anymore in that like quick decision mode. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to get people into with doing brand and, and, and marketing. And, and so oh. that's why it's important to keep the experience over all touch points because every time you break on one touch point, people start to think, eh, something's yeah. wrong here. Do you think they start to question the brain when you yes. break, they, break they, off the experience? Because you kind of like you, you have an idea and you have um, an experience for that brand. And for you, it's this. So mm-hmm. if it is this experience, then I know what I get. So I just mm-hmm. buy. I don't care. It's right. going to deliver me the quality I want. It's It's fine, you know. It's easy for for us. It's easy for the brain to make that quick decision. Right. So it's we don't want those long decision cycles. Actually, let's just say. Hopefully, I can manifest something. Let's just say if Apple was a client, Jim. I'm just going to do this hypothetically, right? If Apple was a client, how could Apple use Frontify to make sure? Everything they do, everything they say, their look, their feel, and everything remains on brand. How could they utilize it? Yeah, so first of all, they will make sure that they go away from um, whatever they have currently as a, as a, as a brand portal. So they will start rethinking mm-hmm. what they actually want to communicate in their brand portal. So how can they make it like a nice experience for everyone in the company so that they all know, I go there, I find everything I need. And I find it in a in a fast and smart and fun way. Mm-hmm. So the, in there, they will find all of their guidelines, but in a in an easy to consume way, not just a PDF here and the PDF there that I have to you know like create recreate every time. Yeah. So we're, we're it's, it's all like just... as you would expect it today, actually. And mm-hmm. then also you you will find all the assets at the same place. So you'll find imagery and everything that you need. You find designs. You find templates. You you set them up in there mm-hmm. so that you you understand, okay, my marketing teams, they need these kind of assets. So we produce them often. So it makes right. sense to create a template. I roll that out to all the offices and make sure everyone has them. Wow. And so I, I go from, I just slowly try to engage more and more people throughout the organization. You may start with a, one location or one team or one brand. Mm-hmm. We all know Apple has multitude of brands. So they may start with one brand. Maybe they start with a smaller one first. Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of educate the people about how it works. Mm-hmm. And then they work with features like the newsletter that we have in the product. So you make sure that you constantly keep people in the loop. So you make sure brand is top of mind for everyone. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, you make sure that people come back. You know, they always like, Oh, there's a new icon set. Okay, I can use that. So they start installing the desktop app, for example, where everyone has all the assets in their system. They use it in presentation. They use it in keynote. They use it in mm-hmm. wherever they need them. So you make you remove the barriers. So you make it more simple for the people to actually use what's there. Right. And then once you've done that and every material is available, you start monitoring. So you start understanding what are people looking for? What do they not find? You know, we tell you mm. they're looking for that stuff, but it's not there. So you should provide right. it to them. Or, um, you know, you, you get an idea of which countries are actually engaged. You know, I, I understand, well, I expect, you know, Germany to engage more with the brand than they do right now. 
So maybe we should figure out what's wrong. Uh, maybe we should give them more guidance or or I understand from, from the users and the, and the groups that are using the platform, hmm, the sales teams, not so much using all the assets that are here, wow. maybe certain white papers and stuff. So maybe I should focus on them and talk to them and, and understand how can we support them better. So it's really, as you can see, it's more, I mean, the, the first obvious step is making the material available, but mm-hmm. changing the game and saying like, we're, we're here to support you. We want to understand how you are using the brand and what you need. So we want to give that guidance to you and not say like, eh, the, here like, it is. Using, like you idiots, you are not on brand or something <laughs> like that. You know, like this is then, then obviously we made a mis- not most of the time then we made a mistake because we didn't make it easy enough for them to be on brand. So, you know, so the, the one thing people get confused about when they hear brand is they think, oh, it's just my logo. Just make sure the logo is positioned in a certain way. You know, um, have it's you ever a good come style, that? right? It's a good style. <laughs> you know, where, where people would say, oh, that's my logo. My logo is my brand. But that mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a whole lot more than than that. So so basically, like with Frontify, uh, going back to it, like and we just talked about, like how someone like Apple would be able to use it. So the analytics part is what really amazes me so like you said you would find out information like on how germany is being able to use it and you can say hey guys you know uh, we have these brand assets is there some difficulty with understanding and it kind of leads to some opportunities there um do you have like a success story where someone actually used uh frontify and just said like wow this is a game changer for our company well, actually, there's a lot of those stories, but <laughs> it would be sad if there weren't any. No, I think we have actually a lot, a lot of customers. I mean, one to name, uh, one that I really love and admire is Bosch. Mm-hmm. Um, huge manufacturing company, right. 400,000 employees. And I think what we truly are supporting them, and obviously it's a lot on credit goes to them because they have to do the actual work and we're like right. here as a facilitator. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what they really managed is that they can grow, you know, the, the acceptance and, 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 and the engagement to a way broader audience um, mm. since they introduced our product. Not only because of the product itself, but again, like also because of the different mindset. Um, what you want to achieve. And I think also in their case, it's, um, you know, a simple example is an icon library. It's something so, it's some, something mm. so obvious. We have a separate product or a separate kind of uh, part in the product to set up icon libraries because we believe they need to be served slightly different than, let's say, image libraries yeah. or video libraries. Right. Because they are like, you can have a vector version, you can have different formats, you can have, you may want to get them in the different brand colors or in negative versions. And mm-hmm. you want to use them, especially in like PowerPoint presentations and stuff mm. like that. So we really created a part that makes this easy because all of our customers need it, right? And so in there, it's it's very clear what you get out of it when, you, when everyone just has this icon library available, right? in their desktop, in their taskbar. Right, right. Just go in there and take it, done. And if they search in there, you will also, what they did in the past, is they just go to Google again, they search for an icon for, I don't know, hospital or something. <laughs> right. and, and then they find something which eventually looks similar, but it doesn't. Right, now and, you, you can have that consistency. 
And maybe, maybe if you're too slow, they still do that. <laughs> but at least you know, you know, at least you can see, okay, they, that, that's where we failed because we didn't provide something here or that's an opportunity right. to provide this to them. And then you can announce it in a newsletter so people will see, oh, well, they're actually, oh, they're listening. You know, they're like, they, 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 they want to make our lives easier. So that's really cool. Mm. Um, so I think using those, analytics elements um especially in bigger contexts is essential you know all of yeah. our customers love this piece right because it's uh, it's critical to their success well, where do you see it going i mean there's so many things that are just like affecting tech like branding and creative lately there's so much technology things like canva and all these other things like where where do you see branding going in the future where is it going to be in the future and then and then where does that, how does that have a place for Frontify? Yeah, I think there's really like a lot of confusion, I think, in the market right now because of all these like new streams. Yeah. I mean, just uh, taking like creators in general, like how, how does that play into the game? You know, how can you make sure that actually have these, com you build communities and people create. Mm-hmm on top of your brand and you want to make sure that they still kind of keep the essence. And yep. so that's very difficult. So you actually want that, but you still want to keep somewhat of a guidance and control over it. Mm -hmm. So that's a difficult thing. Then also, I think uh, when talking about more hyped topics like the metaverse, it's not clear yet, like yes. um, a multitude of formats that you need to maintain and how, how you, where should you focus, you know, should you just experiment or where should you go? Um, I think that's a very interesting area where people should just start exploring, mm -hmm. um, which brings them more into 3D, which is like something that many haven't really touched on yet. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true believer in um, authentic brands. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's for me probably the biggest movement. Um and we can only create authentic brands if we make the people, you know, our best brand ambassadors, because else, like, if, if we make them part truly, so you will see way more companies maybe shifting their purpose from here to there, mm -hmm. and then probably struggling because they have, like, a lot of employees who are still, like, following that purpose, right. and they think they can just change the purpose and then everything's fine. But eventually that leads to maybe changing who is working for this company, you know, like, so I think there's a lot of challenge around building truly authentic brands. And I believe when you look at what's happening on TikTok and all like social, oh, yeah. um, you know, this, this idea of raw content, being real, being authentic um, for me is very important and brands should really start thinking about because that will come like a wave, you know, like, yeah, the, let's say a younger generation is not anymore accepting when a brand is fake, you know, like they will instantly Gosh. detect, you know, if you, if you say I'm this, but I'm something else in the inside, it will not work. So there's a lot of challenges ahead, I believe. I, it's funny you said, I just wrote a blog on that, on how the younger generation is going to change the way people search. So now, especially with, you know, you talk about, you know, the TikToks and, and the authentic content. I mean, I think now is probably a better time than any to make sure you got your brand in order with all these different platforms, right? 
um uh, for example and simplify maybe also because it's it gets it's, it's very hard because the more channels you have probably you should go more simple with the brand no no that's a, message that's, a and, and, yeah. that's a great point because people they behave differently in different platforms you know and for example something that you and i may post on tiktok is not what we're going to post on linkedin right i don't post on tiktok yet but i want <laughs> i want to start to you do you <laughs> I do. I do. Ah, my, nice. daughter, okay. my, my, my daughter actually got me into TikTok because she said, uh, she was like, you don't know what you're doing and you can't get 2000 followers on TikTok. And I got that in like four days. Oh, okay. Now yeah. she's impressed. I see. She, she's impressed. And now I got it. I have no idea what to do with it. So, you know, I need to do better with TikTok. I love, I love TikTok. I'm a TikTok addict, which always like I, people <laughs> laugh at me in the company always like this. Like, what, what are you doing, man? Yeah. But I, like, I, I love it. But, you know, going back to what we were talking about, like, you know, like TikTok has, it's grown really fast because of its authenticity, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I definitely think, you know, you know, around the COVID time, you know, people had more time on their hands. Uh, like I told one advertiser, the best time to send direct mail was during COVID because everyone was at home, <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, so like now, I mean, do you find it like where people are using Frontify now? especially with the different social platforms, they're using it to make sure that they either simplify or keep things in order. Like this is how we do Facebook, Facebook guys, or this is how we do LinkedIn for brands. Yeah. This is something that everyone does like, you know, keeping, keeping guidelines, but finding a way, I think it, the trend goes more into a direction where you create systems, you know, like you, with you create a design system, you create a brand system, so-called like mm -hmm. you, you try to give guidance, but not like as strict so you more like mm. um, you make it a bit more uh, diluted, maybe, but um, you you describe what what kind of the goal is of it and so on and so. So that's kind of the problem that people need to understand it really, so mm -hmm. that they can really represent the brand. It's not anymore just oh Good you point. need to you cannot write this word, but you should write this word. I mean, yes, you, that's important as well, but. I think people truly need to understand what that brand stands for and what what should what how it should feel. Only then, then they can create great content. And I think a platform like ours helps to just give guidance, give examples. You know, mm -hmm. like be a place where they can get help mm -hmm. um, and and understand how it is different to post on TikTok than it is on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, on LinkedIn, we do that stuff, but on TikTok, we do more of this. Is the focus more on employer branding? But you know, I think that's um, you need you need to describe those things somewhere. No, I think that's I think it's important, and the reason I ask is because sometimes that's the first interaction that people will have with a brand is through social. It's the, it's the only like two line communication back and forth. You put out, you know, if you tweet something really bad about a restaurant, they'll respond to you in the tweet, you know, um, you know, versus giving them a phone call because now people are just, you know, they're, they're going right at the brand now. So I think now is a better time than any to make sure you got your brand yeah. house in order. You know, I think it's easier to create the connections because like it's maybe people want to be fans of stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but equally it's, <laughs> it's, it's also hard uh, because they want to do this, you know, so they, they look very closely what you do yeah. uh, because they need to find the kind of their home base. So um, <laughs> they're very a lot careful. Of who's frontify perfect for 
Um, I, I would, I mean, perfect. Uh, probably I would say companies who have the ambition that they really want to, you know, nail the brand game. Mm -hmm. But obviously this comes down to our ideal customers is actually a bigger one who has a, as a, as a strong brand with multiple, um, you know, like a global company, mm -hmm. the more employees, the, the more value you get. Yeah. Um, you have maybe a, a whole house of brands. Maybe you have 20 brands or a hundred brands or a thousand brands. Mm -hmm. So these are the scenarios that we really, really good at. Yep. But I mean, obviously you can also start with you're only a hundred people and you have one brand it's possible as well. Right. Um, sure. We also have plans that are even smaller, but I think that's kind of like the, the, if the complexity growth grows, um, the more value you get out of the platform. But I think what you really need to be able to is you shouldn't think that brand is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just creating an asset bank and I'm done. Mm -hmm. Or, right. You know, I create a nice looking website and I'm done. I Glad mean, you, you can that. do that, but honestly, like if you really want to get value and you want to get better, we encourage you to go on a journey. So we say like, look, in, in an ideal world, you want to have everyone in the company really being on brand, right? So let's True. figure out how you can get there. So you may start here and the next year you go there and the week, uh, the year after you start to encourage this group and so we really help you and guide you in how you can get there because we know it from so many customers that you can't do it from one day to another it's not mm -hmm. possible mm -hmm. so you need to know that when you launch you will get a lot of attention so lots of people will, will check it out and they're excited yep. and then it drops it's you know new, it's a new thing yeah it's cool yeah it's and cool then it drops. It's and then the real work starts because then you need to start truly understanding okay cool so these are the people now who truly use it. Okay. And then we continue. Right. Who do we want to go first? You know, like these people. Okay. And then, then the journey of growth and engagement starts. And so I think this is something you need to keep in mind uh, as a mindset. And then you understood what it's really about. And then yeah. I think we're a great partner. Wow. So when someone joins on with Frontify, do they get like a kind of a, someone on behalf of your company like works with them like a, let's just say a brand ambassador who's telling them how to utilize the platform or best cases to be able to utilize the platform. Um, I'm not sure if I understood the question. <laughs> so like what, whatever, let's just say if you get a new brand that comes on, is there mm -hmm. someone assigned to them to tell them how to get the most use out yes. of the platform? Ah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Now I got so it. They're, so they're not going at, they're not going at it alone. Whenever no, they um, I think it's, it's, that's actually something that um, we're really proud of. I think uh, our customer success team, we call it. Um, so you get like a person dedicated mm -hmm. um to your account um, and so you go through an onboarding so you learn about all the pieces so you get access actually to learn from similar customers yep so you we we kind of know your situation so because all situations are slightly individual yep but then you we have we know oh there's these like five other customers similar size yes. went through similar things Got some so this is what data. they did you know like so we encourage you to say like okay maybe you should think about doing this first or you know like focus on this maybe start with the guidelines and you know make the portal ready first and then 
do this next. And so we help you um, understand the numbers, but also like how you can go to market mm -hmm. with the solution. And we keep you obviously because we have, a, we, we give you the promise that you get to more people with, you know, with our solution. So we also keep you obviously wow. um, posted on what's going on and, and how you can uh, get more people on board. Now, so you guys are going to actually make a big focus uh, coming into the U.S. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, tell tell us about that, and you know, and how is the U.S. such a viable market for you, and what would you like to see in coming into the U.S. more? Yeah, so I think we we were established in the U.S. already as a as a vendor. We have a, you know plenty of customers in the U.S., big ones, um, very successfully implemented, but we're still a small team, you know, like 30, 40 people. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we're still like growing extremely fast compared to the EMEA market also. And um, so we barely touched on the potential of the market. Um, there's a lot of awareness that we need to create from, you know, especially in the US, I think people are more used to, let's say, more classic vendors on just digital asset management and stuff like that. Yep. I think we're still like starting off like building our brand truly mm -hmm. and you know selling this idea of um of brand engagement mm. um, that this is what really matters and this is we're still in the beginning but um we're seeing great results um amazing customers on board already and we'll double down on that um so for us the us is i mean it is the biggest software market you know and it's also yeah. i would say a market where people understand brand well, you know, mm -hmm. like true. I, I, I would say. Um, I mean, yes, uh, some of the biggest and most popular brands in the world are US-based companies. So, I think we can also learn. Um, we like we are originated from Switzerland, so we have to learn anyway a lot. So we used to go into different markets because just doing Switzerland is a bit uh, too yeah. little. Um, would be sad but no i mean it's the same problem all around the world honestly like it, the, the problem is not different the solution mm. is not it doesn't need a different solution but it takes time until you create awareness and everyone knows about you and and knows that there is something out there that actually can really uh, wow. help me uh, help me change the game when you actually make that huge splash, I want you to remember us little people over here, okay? Not the little people, come on. Remember us little people here. You nailed uh, brand as well. I mean, that's <laughs> an amazing brand. Well thank done. you, man. I, I, I absolutely love what you're doing. I, I'm so impressed. And, uh, you know, I want to see if I can actually pull up what, you know, our uh, designer actually said about Frontify when we sent it over to him. Uh, let me see if I can find it in my Slack channel. I've never done this before live, but I want to <laughs> I, I read it to you. Hopefully it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Um, I want to read to you uh, word for word. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Um, his name is Maximilian. So when we saw it um, and I sent it over, uh, we sent it over to him and he replied. He said, wow, that is so cool. It looks like it can do even more than blank. That's awesome. I watched the video too. It's so well done. So kudos. Thank um, you very much. Just, I'm, just so I'm, awesome. happy, I'm happy about that. Maybe we should send the gift over. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or a membership subscription, anything like that. We'll yeah, take it yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, I, 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 I really love those feedbacks, honestly. Like um, we have this, 
we have a Slack channel internally, which is called Feedback. Yeah. Um, and in there, our customer success people, uh, they kind of post in there like quotes of what yeah. customers wrote to them or yeah. said to them about us. And this is my, one of my favorite channels. You know, I always love when there's nothing wow. new. Copy. Obviously, there's wow. also negative feedback sometimes that you, you yeah, need but to you know, if valuable you love, as well. If you love the cheers, you got to take the booze too. Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, and, and I, I think uh, just from seeing and researching and, and watching you guys, and it really is true on what you said, like you guys really do look for all the feedback to be able to make sure that you are making a better product and we that, cannot always deliver that, that, on everything but, um, well there's no such thing as a perfect product nothing yeah. and, but, and again know, i think this is really what drives us you know i think um i would never have expected that after now it's i think next year i'm doing this for 10 years wow congratulations um, man thank you very much but it's it's um honestly like every day i'm so excited about this problem yeah, and and there's so much more we want to do, and there's so many more brands out there that I love that are not yet customers of ours. Um, so there's so much more to do, um, and I think we. I just said last week on our offsite um, where we had the whole company, like nearly 300 people mm -hmm. in Switzerland. Um, I said to them, like, uh, you know, it's 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 really. This is this is just the foundation that we just built. Wow. I mean, it's it's a great foundation and people love it and it's amazing. But now we can do the fun stuff, you know, like the more fun yeah. stuff. Even there's so much more we can build on top of that. Yeah. Um, that is creating true emotions and that is like really close to the people in those organizations and knowing that you can have a tiny little impact on on a brand out there that you truly admire. Um, it's really cool. You you actually just took the last question out of my mouth. I was going <laughs> to ask that? you, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you, how does it feel? Because I know sometimes, you know, like my wife, she would say, did you ever think that you'd be doing what you do now when you started? And I, and I said, the truth is I never focused on the now. I just kept doing it. So yeah. when you look at it now, what kind of feeling do you get seeing what you have not only created, but the team that you work with and the problems you help solve. Because you think about it, in that room, wherever you are right now or wherever your offices are, you have a solution that can help the world. Yeah, that sounds big. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it is. Uh, you have no, honestly, like, it, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, again, like last week, this is always like the moments when you reflect um, on, on what actually happened. It's very hard to grasp. I think if mm -hmm. I maybe speak to most um, founders who have gone through such a journey, it's, it's not always easy, you know, to process what's, what happened. Um, That's right. I think um, going to that amount of people in such a short amount of time is, 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 really, is really crazy. Um, but when I then see all the people wow. here and um, the culture we were able to build, I'm I'm super proud of the team um, that we were able to keep it up. You know, like in the beginning, you were always afraid. Can you can you keep up the spirit? Can you keep yeah. it like fun? And can you yeah. keep it like such a a safe yeah. place and so on? And this is like I'm yeah. I, I don't feel that there is any single person that I wouldn't, you know, love go for a BOA for someone, something, you know, like, or when I walk into the office, 
I see people like walking in and being happy. And I think they give me the feeling of enjoying what they do every day. Wow. Wow. And I, I think this, this truly motivates me besides the fact that we can, we just did that exercise on everyone's favorite brands and they, they were up on screens. So cool. And so then you look at it and it's like, look at this. I mean, that's, <laughs> we will never be done, you know, like we can just continue forever. That's so cool. And we will and always that, be like, yeah. That's the fun part. And and you said it right. I think it's about the journey and not about you're not doing it for the for the for the outcome. You know, I never yeah. did it for you know, I'm I'm not a money person, I'm not like and all that stuff. Uh, I know what is ne necessary, but I think really having the joy on, on that advancement. You know, like yeah. getting the struggle, fixing it, struggling and getting problems, fixing them and yeah. getting better every day. This is what makes you happy. This is what truly is cool. Once you're yeah. done, it's not cool anymore. Wow, man, yeah, Roger, I am, you know, I was not feeling well today. And I think no. I shared that with you. Hopefully, man, no, no. <laughs> you man, you just pump me up now. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy like, about that. Let's go design something. <laughs> yeah, let's go design something. Create I'm, another I'm, brand. I'm I'm so happy that uh, we actually made some time to talk, man. And uh, Roger, please tell people the website. Uh, and if you're on any stages or speaking anywhere soon, let the people know exactly where you will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh... Probably the most uh, important one is um, for those who are into brand, um, we will uh, host our first event, which I'm super excited about. Awesome. Um, which will be in Barcelona um, oh. in uh, by the end of September. And we'll have like a very kind of like small group, like a maximum of 200 people there. So it will be very, very intimate. intimate. Um, Great speakers like Brian Collins, Alexandra Tengway from Spotify, um, you know, like Julia Hoffman from Google. Um, so Michael Olay from RGA. So lots of great people who will really hopefully inspire. So we'll have a great dialogue, lots of brands there, brand managers, CMOs, marketeers. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get a spot, um, head over to paradigms.io. That's the website. That's how the event is called. And there you can apply. Um, so hurry up um, if you want to join. That's so awesome, man. I'll make sure we have that website actually in the show links as well, man. Uh, Roger, it was great talking to you today. Uh, I enjoyed it. And for our viewers and listeners out there, we want to thank them so much for giving us their most valuable asset, which is the time. Can't buy it regardless of how much money you have. So I want to thank them for that. And if you feel like this podcast has been great and a uh, great use for you and you feel like uh, another entrepreneur needs to hear it and you want to be on the show, go to ericelliot.com. But we thank you again for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time. This is the AdCast. Hey guys, I'm back. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the AdCast. If you didn't, go online, give me a review and tell me how you want us to make it better for you. And if you did, give us a five-star rating anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. But I want to thank you for your most valuable asset. That's your time and thank you for listening. Enjoy the AdCast and stay tuned for another hot episode coming up soon.